0: Welcome to Rewild My Bio, a self-help and alternative health podcast. I'm your host, Sean Slade. Join me as I share stories, science, and strategies to help you rewild your biology and redefine your biography. Of Rewild My Bio. Today's episode. It's a different one. I don't even know what I'm doing here in front of this mic. Actually, I know exactly what I'm doing here in front of this mic. I wouldn't waste your time any in any way. Especially right now, given, you know, realistically the hysteria around the coronavirus. I am doing a short bonus intro, or bonus episode today, rather, to discuss this coronavirus. I had done a show intro actually. ...to this week's episode, episode 10 on happiness. And I talked about the coronavirus. And in that, I did my very best job... ...to keep my health science researcher hat on. Now also when I recorded that intro... ...I deleted about three minutes where I took that hat off. And I thought, you know, this is too much. People don't need to hear this. And then I started thinking... And then I went online and I saw individuals out there posting the same message that I had essentially deleted, which I will get to here in this episode. But I thought, why am I censoring myself right now? People have so much fear. There's so much hysteria. People are getting sick. And why censor yourself, Sean, right? I did a podcast to speak about current topics in health promotion when they come out. And yeah, this is a heavy one for me to bite off within like 10 episodes of doing this podcast. So I didn't expect to be sitting here and doing a special bulletin report type thing to uh, discuss a virus, but it's so relevant to my background, my professional training, my area of expertise in some ways. And it's also of interest to me as someone who looks at the world through a critical lens, through a rewilding lens so I thought, Sean, why are you censoring yourself? You did this podcast to do this stuff. So let's do it. So I'm here by myself today. I've got no co host with me. It's just my, it's just me that's getting thrown under the bus today if I uh, speak my truth. And this is just it. It's my truth. And I don't in any way, shape, or form mean for this to add to any hysteria for this pandemic. Um, quite the opposite, actually. I hope to give you guys, like always with this podcast, it's a self-help podcast, the tools tips and tricks you need to increase control over your life and that's just it that is what i do that is why i have been put on this earth that is my purpose i know this to be true this is something i found out through sitting under a tree meditating through vision questing through all these things i know what my purpose on life is here and that is to help educate individuals with great reg- with great integrity and reverence for the earth And you, my goal here on this planet is to help individuals increase control over their health so that we can all live healthier, happier lives, including the earth. And I do believe that this disease, as I speak about in the intro to this week's episode to happiness, this disease is interesting when you're looking at it from a mother earth, a living earth standpoint. We've got a lot of people here. This disease started in Wuhan, China, 3,200 people living in one square mile. That's a lot of people, these urban environments. We were not meant to be there. And I will get into all the tools that have some potency as as an antidote for this virus um, at the end here. And it does have to do with getting in touch with nature. And no, not woo-woo. So again, I guess back to why I hit delete. I hit delete. Well, because I thought it was too much. I don't, I have this thing like so many do and I wrestle with it and I'm quite cognizant of it, where I want to belong, where I want to fit in with the Joneses, with the business as usual mindset. And as a health science researcher, I feel like I should fit in. However, I don't. (laughs) I just don't. I'm an entrepreneur at heart. Um, I love learning. I love what this PhD program is allowing me to to do in my life, communicate better, which is what I'm doing here, hopefully, with you guys, writing as well, um, and teaching. I love teaching. So, um, But when it comes to blindly, and I mean blindly, believing what is being put out in peer-reviewed journals with hard materialistic random controlled trial studies guys. we don't live in petri dishes and this is a perfect example of it right now scientists are scrambling world health organization scientists are scrambling i could only imagine i'm as a scientist who has deadlines to get papers and things out i couldn't imagine what the environment would be like the quality of the work Whew. Whew. it's It's concerning for sure. So this is why I think we need to think for ourselves what is true. Really think for ourselves what is true. And I mean, that might sound crazy to some. What does that mean, Sean? Think for myself what is true. Well, someone who studied it knows and they're going to tell me and I'm going to listen. We're all looking for answers. We're mostly all looking for answers, right? I think many of us maybe listening to this podcast probably are thinking for themselves what is true. But that's just it. We have to do that because scientists can only do their best. We put so much faith in these professionals, air quotes, professionals. Um, And then when you get inside the inner circles and you go sit in these meetings like I have been, like I am, and you just sit and you scratch your head and you're like, every one of these scientists has bias. They have an agenda. The World Health Organization has an agenda. Einstein was divinely inspired, folks. Read his biography. He wasn't an unbiased scientist. He was following his gut, trusting his heart. And these are the things scientists are supposed to take out of their studies, control for. Be honest about them, I would say. Let's be honest about them. Let's be honest about the quality of the work that's coming out from the World Health Organization right now. And God bless them, honestly. It's, it's not my area of expertise. So as I said in the beginning here, this is somewhat my area of expertise. So as a health science researcher within the field of health and rehabilitation sciences, Health promotion, public health, yes. I can speak towards that from a scientific non-bias like again, (laughs) non-biased in a sense, make myself make myself known to you as to where this is coming from. And again, I don't care. If you knew me as a person, I just don't care about too much things. I I'm 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 a passive observer until things hit that boiling point right which i think we're here at the boiling point so that's why i decided to break the silence but yeah so health science research i'm not an immunologist i am not a i don't know viruses and, and things of that sort that's not my area of expertise but i don't need to be based on why i'm hitting play or record here today is to give you guys some tools tips and tricks um but first before we do that this won't be a long episode probably 30 minutes but first but first let's talk about The beauty that's out there right now, the friendliness, the smiles. Oh, I went to the grocery store yesterday. Um, What was yesterday? Yesterday was Friday, March 13th. Ooh, Friday the 13th. (laughs) I never thought about that. Everyone's lining up posted something on instagram which in hindsight i probably shouldn't have because it just adds to the hysteria right but just a lineup that was at the back of the grocery store and no toilet paper and sure enough i've only got one roll left right and i actually did a post on Mullenleaf leaf yesterday as well so if you haven't seen that on instagram check it out because mullen leaf if you know Mullenleaf leaf why do we even wipe our ass with toilet paper if you know Mullenleaf leaf it's the softest plant and it wipes a good bum let me tell you from experience but anyways, the friendly faces that I saw or was able to pull out of some people, a lot of hysteria, like again, a lot of fear. I sat and I basically did like a walking meditation through the through the grocery store. I probably spent an extra 20 minutes than what I needed to be in there and I'm in a peaceful state, which is kind of weird when you're looking at lineups and all this stuff. And But I'm slowly pacing up and down the aisles and, and I'm picking up canned goods and things like that because... Not from a place of fear, but realistically, I am one who has a pantry and a bug-out bag. I'm into rewilding and survival. Um, and I do believe that this type of stuff, the earth, the living earth, knows. And this might be hard to hear. And I'm going to come back to this. But anyways, walking around the grocery store and looking at people's faces and smiling and talking I mean, I remember grabbing some garlic, buying a shit ton of garlic. And I looked at the the stock, the guy who's stocking the shelves, and the gentleman was also buying garlic. I'm like, we got the, we've got the antidote to the coronavirus right here, fellas. And they all start laughing. And and we had shared a good laugh. And then, you know, other other instances, just talking to people. And I like, go, oh, I've never talked to so many people in the freaking grocery store or in a lineup in my life. And teasing smiles out of them, right? And coming up to the cashier and I, Give her like a little tongue-in-cheek joke saying, uh, yeah, my pantry's empty. I'm honestly not fearful at all about this, you know, coronavirus. And she chuckles and, you know, it was just nice because that's just it. There's so many good things happening right now, guys. And this is why I was saying fake news. I was saying fake news to my family and getting them going because it's Sean just being, you know, rewilding, weird, wacky, critical perspective. Guy claims to know science more than others comment that no one really gets and everyone just pushes aside or like yeah whatever but guys there's a big part of me when i sit and meditate on this that might act that actually wants to call the fake news button like honestly and this is the stuff that i deleted because no one wants to hear this um so yeah fake news i mean people are dying it's not fake wizards and dragons people used to believe those were real I still believe they're somewhat real. Well, heck yeah. <laughs> but just it, like what is real anymore, right? We're living in a postmodern world. You define your experience, your perspective, and it's reality. It can be in this day and age, which is kind of crazy. But again, this is all the more need to communicate better. Explain yourself, where you're coming from, where your context is, what, how you're deriving meaning from things. Rather than just trying to get a quick little like news clip at 6 o'clock. Boom, here's what's new in the coronavirus. Just talking real fast. We need to have dialogue. Not some guy who's reading something. Some Ron Burgundy mofo out there reading something from the World Health Organization who has no clue about the World Health Organization or health for that matter. I see it all the time as a health science researcher. Always. Well, I don't watch the news, but when I do, if I'm over somewhere where it's on, yeah. These guys are a bunch of Ron Burgundy's and everyone's suckling at their teeth every day, every day, fakest news in the world. So no coronavirus, not fake, um, real in the sense that this is a virus and we also do not know very much about this virus. So what we do not know, we fear. That makes perfect sense to me, right? It's, It's easy to fear what we do not know. And that's, and that's the alarming part, and I think that's the part that people, even myself, where I was going with this, and I think to explain the whole fake news piece, sometimes you hear people saying, oh, it's fake, it's nothing to worry about, more people are dying from the flu, and, you know, very true, but we know all about influenza, we know all about the flu as scientists, right? Um, this we don't know about, all right, which is alarming. And individuals, honestly, like myself, I'm not one fucking bit fearful of this, concern of contracting it it has made me want to tighten up my lifestyle medicine without a doubt we all need a little kick in the ass this time of year right everyone you know if you set a new year's resolution are you still following it right so we need a kick in the ass but anyways we really don't know much about this disease and so it makes sense that we are going to fear what we don't know, and I'm actually going to talk about some tools in a bit, things that we can do, practical things we can do to boost our immune system, all related to nature connection in a little bit, Um, came across a lovely article um, by Dr. Susan Bartlett, and she is the uh, medical director for the International Association of Nature and Forest Therapy, and it was something there that I'm going to share with you guys, and I will definitely link that in the show notes as well, so there are well, I'm sure there's many theories of origin on this, and again, my intent is not to make ripples where they're not needed, Um, but there are things that I, again, had hit delete in that previous episode censoring myself when I know I should be talking about these things. So, specifically, well, what is a virus? And as I said, it's not my background. Um, I'm not immunologist, um, so I don't exactly know However, I came across another video um, speaking towards some of the work of Rudolf Steiner and his definition of what a virus is. And essentially, viruses show up throughout human history during times of pollution, all right? It's not necessarily the virus that is causing the problems, it's the pollution that's causing the virus, and the virus is essentially just our cells expelling toxins. And again, I'm going to, I will link to this in the show notes as well this video um, and in this video as I mentioned the epicenter of this the first reported cases were in Wuhan China and in this video um, according to Rudolf Steiner's work looking at electrification of the earth since about 1918 and the epidemics around health and viruses that have popped up throughout human history and I found it interesting that also the first place to be totally covered in 5G wireless, 5G wireless was in Wuhan, China. And of course, well, the episode has not been recorded yet, but we've spoke a lot about electromagnetic frequencies and junk EMF here on the show. And I think there's some interesting correlations there of throat history, viruses and electrification of the earth. Um, and yeah, so again, I'm going to link that uh, video wiser minds than me again, I'm not an immunologist. I don't want to speak to, over something that I don't necessarily have a full comprehensive understanding of. but I do know that um, there are issues with 5G and we're going to be talking about them here in an upcoming episode. Um, but I will throw that out there just interesting correlation here. A very interesting correlation because of course we are electrical beings, right? The chemicals that we produce are a byproduct of the electrical process that is life, right? So again, this is why I choose to speak about health science literacy in the way in which we go about studying things. We're still under the, uh, the Western medical regime is still under the belief that we are these biochemical beings and haven't really fully accepted the electromagnetic, like in this video, you know, EKGs, all these different things that we're using to use as test are measuring electrical activity in the body. So these types of causes have to be looked at. Again, more holistic view within Western medicine. We're being called to do this. This disease started in thir- with 3,200 people per square feet. We are not supposed to be living that close to one another, right? So again, whether this is like so many, you know, far from a conspiracy theorist, but so many out there talking about, you know, whether this is a calling from, you know, say the government. I don't know that. Um, Mother Earth herself saying, hey, wake up, guys, right? I do find it interesting that we're here in the midst of this disease that's wiping out old people. And we're also often just kind of pushing our old people aside in this day and age, ageism, right? We're not fully respecting our elders. And here this thing comes around and it's wiping folks out. So again, the Earth, whether it be, the of course, me being into rewilding and having experiences in nature seeing the connectedness of all things or at least experiencing that for myself i do personally feel like mother earth is saying wake up guys wake up whether it's calling us individually to be taking better care of ourselves which again we'll talk about some stuff that we can individually do to do to increase our own our control over our own health but there is also us being called together collectively right not only individually but hey maybe we got to relook at the way we do business and pollute the earth maybe we need to relook at the way in which we derive meaning from science and then go about and apply that in practice in our clinics and right maybe we do need to be prescribed physical activity or prescribed broccoli or prescribed or maybe again maybe losing the prescription idea altogether and maybe just designing our lives in a way that works with the cycles of nature right rewilding we're being called to do this type of work right now, and um, I know there's many out there that have been preparing and, and doing this type of work, not for a doomsday by any means, but preparing for this transition. I mean, no, no, there's no toilet paper in the, in the stores right now, and if something else were to come out in the news right now, what else is going to be next that's not there? Water, canned goods, right? And again, I'm not saying this stuff to in, you know, instill fear. It's just this is a reality. Right. Our system that we're working off of, it can go down quite quickly. And so I say people doing the work, like doing the inner spiritual work, right, clearing all the clutter, all these expectations and goals that we're supposed to strive for that keep us busy and disconnected from nature. We're being called to take a look at those again right now. And I think that's a great thing. And again, some people would rather not look at things like this and just say, oh, this is just one way of thinking, you know. Oh, that's, that sounds all cool, but I don't know. Well, let's, let's get into this. I've already discussed my background as a health science researcher. I have another background. So, many moons ago, I had graduated with undergrad degrees in business and economics and another one in political science. And in political science, I focused on the international international. Relations, really, but International Political Economy of Agriculture and Food. Hence my interest in sustainable food, farming, and agriculture, and obviously rewilding. Now, within that degree, I had taken many international relations classes as well as many religion and politics classes, just other little filler classes to get my degree. But one of those international relations classes opened my eyes to something that all of you might call conspiracy, conspiracy theorists. When I taught, uh, when I was a professor at the college level for health promotion, I have this tattoo and it's of an all-seeing eye. It came to me when I was on a, during an ayahuasca vision, profound meaning for me. And so one of the students asked me, are you a conspiracy theorist? Because I presented the course through a critical social perspective, presenting health promotion through that lens, right? And so they all thought I was some crazy conspiracy theorist. And I just, I got a great big kick out of that. But anyways, not a conspiracy theorist. And I spoke about this in the intro episode, the very first Rewild My Bio episode, which I will link to the show notes here where I start to get into health science literacy. And that is a big point. A big purpose of me putting this show together because I want you guys to digest news. I want you to become more literate when you're hearing things about your health, things that might increase control over your health. I want you to have a critical eye like I do. So that's why I'm doing this podcast. Coffee break. Oh, it's early on Saturday. I woke up, you know, and stewed on this, making notes last night. And I'm like, you know what? I just got to do this, do this episode. So I'm here right now before I go pick up my raw dairy. I rob butter and I'm doing this with you guys. Um, so, anyways, what I was saying, oh, yeah, back to political science. So, international relations. And in that class, I had learned about the theory of 2020. And I'm going to link a book in the show notes. Um, and that book is called The Next 100 Years A Forecast for the 21st Century by George Friedman. So, guys, um, yeah, this book, this book, more so this theory. Let me, let me break down the theory first. So, and I'm going to totally butcher this, so do not hold me accountable. It's been a long time since I did my undergrad in political science. So, basically, the theory predicted, essentially, uh, the Iraq War, that happening. This theory predicted the recession in the 2008 era. This theory predicted uh, Britain leaving the European Union and distress in Turkey from Syrian refugees trying to enter Europe, the Western world. Walls going up. This is civil war, unrest in the United States, us-versus-them mentality at the highest come 2020. 2020. Then come 2020, we all have to start, and I say we as in the West, people from Canada, North America, United States, have to essentially start speaking Chinese because China will be the new dominant hegemonic state. So every 500 years or so, we see a shift in hegemonic states, or at least we have throughout history, right? So going from the Greek era to the Romans to the Western world, the rise of the West, right? Industrialization capitalism all the things that we now know as that rule our world essentially that's been about 500 years folks that's 1500s to about now yeah time is up time is ticking on the western world and then this happens hmm so again i'm going to link that to the show notes but again not conspiracy folks this is a reputable university you know if it is reputable as they come i'm not gonna i'm not gonna stand behind i don't really know that but i mean this is this is a Bachelor of Arts degree, political science, uh, the, my professor, I'm gonna forget his name, uh, well-researched individual, and, um, yeah, guys, is this fake? Is the government behind it? Let me just, like, yeah, I might as well just pull right out there, and I don't follow conspiracy theorists. I wouldn't even know one conspiracy theorist's name. I wouldn't know one website, honestly. So, again, sitting for yourself and thinking what's true, again, like, practicing shamanic journey, being into dream work, um, traveling the stars and grasping you know ontology epistemology what we know and how we come to know it what i know sometimes and how i come to know it comes from traveling through meditation comes from traveling the solar system and you know we just in these moments of silence as i speak about as me and jill speak about in this episode this week when we get quiet in nature we can then know what it is that we want we know what we believe how we come to know it and all those things so guys yes. We can all create our own knowledge. You don't need science to, to tell you, right? So, yeah, so, you know, is the government behind this? I don't know. I wouldn't, I don't know. I wouldn't, I'm not into conspiracy theories. I don't know. But I will say this, guys, based on my studies, scientific studies in political science, anytime a government can increase control over the population, they will do it. If you wanted like a Coles notes version as to what I learned in political science, political science 101, like honestly the intro class, any time a government can increase control over their people, they will do it and we don't re- we don't regain that freedom. We don't regain that throughout history. They take, we give away. We don't have it anymore, okay? So in this time, in this day and age regardless of coronavirus, look at what's been happening, walls going up, protests everywhere. Fake news media, people are, you know, protests are getting squashed and we're, hap- we're a need, there's a need for peaceful protest all over the world. Free speech, free will. This is under attack right now. So I just want us all to be mindful, think for ourselves what is true. But I guarantee you, like, let's say if I caught the coronavirus, like, honestly, God forbid I caught the coronavirus or any one of you did, I would want to go home in my Jeep, I'd get in my vehicle, I would drive to my home. I'd work something out with family, come drop me off, garlic, uh, <laughs> like I'm just trying to think, alkalized watcher, um, gosh, there's so many things, and I'm going to get into them here in a bit, but like so many things, I'm like, yeah, I'll take care of this myself, honestly, um, I'm happy to have like, if if there's some pharmaceuticals out there, I'm not saying I'm not going to take them, but what do they know about this right now, what, what kind of drugs do they have developed, like I'm not just going to be their guinea pig. I trust nature in my own ability to control my own health. And I want you guys to have that same type of control. So again, centralizing governments, things like that. These are freedoms that are under attack regardless of of this, but this is a perfect scenario for a government to come in and take control here. Martial law type stuff, right? Censoring, not allowing us to get into big groups, having more control over us, telling us, you know, how we're going to heal our sick and ill bodies, all these things. And, of course, I wouldn't want to, like, contract the coronavirus and then walk around town. I'm not. And that's just it. We have to be smart because even if, if so, even someone like me, not worried about this. I'm worried about my grandparents who are 85 years old. Heck yes. I'm worried about my nephews who are a year old developing an immune system. Heck yes. We don't know enough about this disease yet, right? We do not know enough about it. Um, So if I have it and it stays dormant, let's say, for two weeks, which is what I've heard and, brah, shouldn't say that, just not not passing long hearsay, so let's just forget I said that. But who knows how long it stays dormant for is what I'm trying to say. So I'm not going to go put anybody else at risk. You know, that's just being smart. That's just being smart. That's increasing control over everyone's health, right? If everyone's dead, but I've increased control over my health. What what good is that? We have to be cognizant. And again, health promotion very much can also increase the collective's control over their health. So yes, well, we're we're washing hands. And that's just it. This is normally and I guess this is a good time to get into lifestyle medicine because normally my fellow researchers and I health promotion scientists uh, you know, very reactive. We're the ones often behind. I mean, obviously nurse nurse sciences too and behind the washing the hands stuff but yeah like how to wash hands and all that stuff right that's normally health promotion people but such reactive air time, such reactive air time let's be proactive let's do the stuff let's let's do the stuff that uh Richard fucking Simmons has been saying all this all the and Suzanne Summers has been saying all this time let's get physically active for one let's move our bodies let's build resilience doing the tough stuff and 50 minutes a week 150 minutes a week of moderate to vigorous physical activity that's two and a half hours and I'm not like shouldn't on anybody I get how difficult it is but we can move more we can sit less we don't have to even get that moderate to vigorous we could just move more right this is the antidote folks it's as simple as that being healthy put down the cookie but come on this disease is killing people with, like, diabetes, poor lung circulation, younger individuals, right? So in the, in that other newsletter, there were some things that I spoke about. And, yes, this—so one thing—three th- things that we know for sure. This disease is not going anywhere anytime soon. We don't know enough of how it spreads. And the people who are normally succumbing and dying to this are 75 and older, all right? Um, with that said— Younger individuals with weak immune systems and no resilience. Mother Earth is calling us forward, guys, to start taking care of ourselves. That's where it all starts, right here. Fuck everything else and helping out other people. Trust me, I've been there. I know that doesn't work when other people don't want to stop eating the cookie. You can't tell them to stop eating the cookie no matter what you do, no matter how much you love them. mm -mm. They have to love themselves. So we have to start loving ourselves. Get outdoors in nature. You know, lifestyle medicine, this podcast, is it a coincidence that I decided to brand and launch a podcast through a rewilding lens? Hell no. Not only has it saved my life, and sure, it's something I love and am passionate about, but the time is now for this stuff. This is our medicine. We need this. We need nature. And I'd say she needs us, but she doesn't need us. She'll fucking take care of herself within so quick, I bet, right? As soon as we're all gone. She'll heal. She's fine. It's us. I worry about each and every one of us to a degree. I worry about you as much as you worry about yourself. Let's just say that. But I love you all. And this is why I create this podcast. This is why I want to share my knowledge. This is why I am breaking silence and adding to the ripple of this coronavirus. But I think it is so worthy and so necessary to do so. So um, please check out this week's episode. Let's get into some tools for you guys. So, first tool is to check out this week's episode, please. It's all about the science of happiness and how ever since we moved out of the woods, living in community in close proximity with 20 to 30 other individuals like our hunter-gatherer ancestors did, as soon as we moved out of the woods, disease, illness, that's when it all started. And I don't backtrack that. It's not when it all started. There's been sickness and disease since there's been life on this earth. That's the natural part of it we will die but living in harmony with the earth made us happy and when we are happy we have strong immune systems it's all in this week's episode check it out you'll also get to hear my intro which i put on a nice professional hat and do a quick little succinct here's what we currently know so if you don't want to trust ron bergen anymore and you're looking towards podcasts sorry i'm things are beeping at me um yeah if you don't want to or if you don't trust, if, if there's that something in your gut that's saying fake news, fake news, well, search around for other sources. Think for yourself what is true. Um, okay, that's one thing. Happiness. This week's episode, episode 10. Please listen. And then please rate and review if you enjoy it. Um, vitamin D. Vitamin D right now, folks. We all need some vitamin sunshine, sunshine vitamin. It's produced in the body when the sun's ultraviolet rays contact the skin, right? And they initiate a chain reaction converting a form of cholesterol into vitamin D. So that means also, you heard there, cholesterol in fats. Eat your fats. Good for your immune system. Healthy fats. Get rid of the junk fats. It's time to stop the dirty keto. Boom. Today, clean fats. Vitamin D has been found to have many effects in the body, one of which is maintaining a high immune system, all right? In fact, vitamin D deficiency in childhood is associated with increased risks of autoimmune disorders later in life, such as like multiple sclerosis, all right? Um, Individuals who live in climates where there is little sun exposure, so right now up here where I'm at, um, or if you're spending most of your day indoors like I do, unfortunately, um might have a vitamin D deficiency. All right, so you can get blood tests done. Um yeah, you might want to get them done. You want greater than 50 ng per mLs, blah blah blah. You can get the other stuff there. Um phytonicides, another important medicine right now. So these volatile organic compounds have been identified in plants. They're actually uh They're there to serve to protect the plant against invasion by bacteria, fungi, and viruses. Ooh, interesting. We could use a little bit of that right now, couldn't we? I think so, right? Studies have found that when people spend time in nature, that they actually inhale these uh, phytonocytes, which work to improve immune function in humans as they do in plants. This is from Dr. Quinn Lee in his book, Forest Bathing. Gonna add that in the show notes. How about that? Um, Mycobacterium vacai. I can never say these words right, guys. This is why I stayed away from naturopathic medicine school. This microorganism, microorganism located is is located in soil. Healthy soil, that is, and has been found to activate the immune system in animal studies. All right. So it's believed that when people spend time outdoors, getting down to the earth, touching the soil. Um, these microscopic bacteria, they're actually then inhaled through this, been ingested in this process, and they contribute to many of the immune-boosting properties of nature. All right? Central nervous system effects. Um, there's been a significant amount of research has looked at the mental health benefits of time spent in nature, and this is what my PhD looks at. So there's an excellent review of articles Um by Dr. Margaret Hansen in 2017 and Dr. Ming Kuo in 2015. Um, and I'm going to put those in the show notes for you guys. But emerging evidence has revealed a correlation between low stress, parasympathetic tone and immune system stimulation. This is really cool. So in other words, our immune systems are happy when we're happy. Yep, that's just That's just it. It doesn't take us, you know, a huge stretch of the imagination either to correlate the high stress environment of overpopulation with diminished immune function. We're constantly dealing with stuff. Is that cumulative burden that Richard and I spoke about in the episode on mitochondria. So natural killer cells. um, So Dr. Quinn Lee, um, he's one of the physicians in Japan who coined the term Shinrin-yoku, forest bathing. um, And he studied the effect of time spent in nature on these Natural killer cells. So natural killer cells' uh, job is to essentially sweep through the body and they locate and they eliminate tumor cells and viruses and bacteria. Um, And they've also been found to increase in both number and level of activity after spending a minimum of two hours in nature. So I was actually speaking yesterday with a friend of mine about uh, GIF, the Guild of International Forest Therapists. Awesome organization that i probably will be partnering with for my uh, phd research for my actual study Um, and they have a a forest bathing uh, protocol that they take you through and it's roughly three hours so if you're really wanting to you know down regulate the nervous system guys try to at least get two hours two to three hours outdoors Center yourself. Uh Micah Mortali, who I'm going to be having on the podcast very soon. Gosh, go out there and buy his book right now. If you want practices to help you connect to nature. Um, what a brilliant book. And I'm so looking forward to having Mike on the show. Um But anyways, one last thing I want to say, other than put down that motherfucking cookie, you know, get outdoors, all these other things that I've said, but herbal medicine got a lot of cool shows coming up here, guys, on herbal medicine. Um, Certain plants have been used throughout, you know, history in specific cultures to booster our immune system. So I've got some elderberry juice right now in the fridge, astragalus, echinacea. These are all great herbs for our immune system at bolstering our immune system. Um, What else here? Um, hmm, I want to just like pop off more for you right now top of my head um but yeah all these things they work there's evidence they're going to support your immune system um naturopathic doctors get out there um contact homeopathic doctors look for different forms of medicine in these times return head back to nature though guys honestly um as i say in the other episode like even having a window with a tree in your office can improve your immune function so much. So not being woo-woo, not being weird. I see that I'm at 30 minutes, just a little bit over. I want to keep this short, guys. I thank you guys so much for listening. If you found this useful, please share it with a friend. I hope that you, um, I hope you see that I am cognizant of uh, not adding to the hysteria, adding to the fear, this whole government-created-it thing. I don't know about that, guys. There's something in me that thinks this is weird. There's something also in me that I know that I don't want to lose my free speech. I don't want to lose my free will. I don't want to lose the ability to congregate in crowds of more than a thousand. I know that, and that's just coronavirus aside. So what I'm going to do, and this is hilarious. This is hell in today's show because I actually, you can quote me. I think I said it in the first episode or second episode. Um, I think it was episode 1.2, What is Rewilding? where I said, we're not doing doomsday prepping shows on this on this podcast. We're not. We're not doing them. And then yesterday I'm walking through the grocery store and seeing basically almost like looting, right? Like just without the stealing, but madness. So, and I do have a bug out bag. I got my bow drill ready to rock. Um, I probably should learn how to use it better. And uh, that said, it's all out there and it's ready. And I'm ready. And I hope you're all ready. You know, we're resilient. We're supposed to be resilient. We've evolved to be resilient. The earth's resilient. I know she'll be fine. So maybe I'm going to have an episode here coming up soon on uh, bug out bags and, uh, yeah, doomsday prepping. You know? It could be fun. But anyways, guys, I really appreciate you listening. Uh, Please rate and review. That's how people find – that's like currency in podcast world. If you guys leave a rating and a review – it's basically it's showing others it's showing guests that i'm trying to get on the show it's showing people that i'm legit and if you think this is legit what i've just said here today doing my best job to again not invoke fear but a wide based uh you know broad conversation where i'm not censoring myself so i'm i feel good feel good that i got this off my chest i hope you guys enjoy it please share with a friend stay safe out there stay healthy um yeah hug a tree Love you guys. Stay wild. Thank you for listening to the Rewild My Bio podcast. Please subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating if you've enjoyed this episode. I would greatly appreciate it if you shared the show with your friends, if, of course, you think they would like it. You can also visit rewildmybio.com to download previous episodes and sign up for the newsletter. In the newsletter, I share blogs and bonus content from my health promotion research, along with practical tips to help you rewild in a modern world. Please follow along on Instagram and Facebook at rewildmybio and on Twitter at Sean Slade. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, stay wild.